You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. So, 61 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmore here with John Wayne McMahon this uh, fine afternoon. How are you doing, sir? I am caffeinated. Oh, good. I've had, had a lot of coffee That's today. one of us. Um, this is another one of those very special episodes of the 515 Podcast. Yes. Um, due to a no- number of just weird scheduling things. Yes. We are going to do two today. Yeah. On a different day. Yeah. So it's just, everything's crazy. So who knows what this is going to sound like. Yeah. Friends, this is a labor of love. And there, sometimes right. we just really got to get this in in different times. Yes. And uh, I was in U- at UM Army last week. We thought we might still try and pull it off. And we didn't even talk because I was no, so I, I, like... I picked up on that. You knew that if I if I didn't message you, just, yeah, and I appreciate you for that. And then <laughs> and then this week with wife's schedule, mm-hmm. my wife's schedule, and then stuff that y'all had going on, and so here we are on a Wednesday recording. So when you get this, I'm sorry it's at a random time, but we love yeah. you and we're trying. And the key thing is that one day you'll be driving to your car. And yeah, it'll pop up. It'll on your pop phone. up. It'll be a surprise. Make sure you're getting push notifications, and yeah. it'll tell you when you get it. That's a great plug for that. Yeah. So um, let's get caught up on we're, we're in the sermon series forgotten the word name of it already but it has to do with the parables words that change the world Thank or something you. like that, that. is right. that right yeah that sounds yeah. right I should write that down somewhere. I should know it I you should know that should. Yeah. I'm just gonna it's okay it's okay for me to look down but um <laughs> So we're covering two different parables yeah. today. Yeah. Um, the Good Samaritan. Nope. W- w- is not. Strike one. <laughs> the prodigal. Is that what you meant? Oh, yeah, the talents. Yeah, the parable of the talents and the prodigal and the prodigal son. We've previously covered the Good Samaritan, which was a great episode. Yeah. Which, uh, I remember great doing. Great plug for that. Yeah. Pretend I didn't. <laughs> I absolutely did not forget doing that. Um, um, but I do remember that you flip flopped. You want some of my coffee? You need some caffeine? A little bit. Okay. Uh, Maybe. um, Yeah, I had to flip flop a little bit because uh, last week when I was due to preach the prodigal son, I was about to go to UM Army and preach that twice and UM Army was going to hear me preach that Sunday. And so I decided they didn't want to hear that 17 times. I think that's a valid reason for doing so. So we flipped. We did the parable of talents last week when the rest of the preachers were doing the prodigal and then vice versa this week. So has anybody like noticed that and, and asked you like, wait, why are you doing this? We just heard this last week. Well, or? the cool thing is uh, of all, first of all, we all preach different. Yeah. Right. And so I would like to think there's value in hearing Absolutely. the same sermon from two different people or the same uh, topic. Yeah. Um, the other thing is parables by design, which we'll talk about again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many questions that come out of parables that any message is probably going to be very different. Especially when you got, you know, I'm just getting to know Bert, but I know Chris and I, we don't like to settle for the pretty typical yeah. perspective on something. <laughs> What's on the layer? You you definitely want to scratch a little bit. Yeah, we want to scratch a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. So I can appreciate that. And parables lend, lend themselves to that. Yeah. So. So let's get started yeah. with the uh, parable of the talents. Well, first let's talk okay, parables. Let's, let's talk parables a little bit because I think oh, yes. I think parables. Uh, just as a reminder, we talked about this uh, the first week. Is that mm-hmm. uh, remember they bring up more questions than answers, right? Yeah. And so uh, that's important to remember. I was talking to some some folks today, and uh, just telling them, you know, as as you approach parables, uh, just don't think that you can walk away with a parable and know all the answers to it. And mm-hmm. if you 
do that, then you're then you're probably doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And don't think that we can over we can completely explain like in teaching or preaching a parable to somebody uh, because there's so many different angles, so many different ways the Holy Spirit can move and, and walk in that. And so uh, let me give you just an example before we move on. But like, for example, the pr- prodigal, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you've often heard God compared to the prodigal uh, to the dad, right? To the father. Yeah. So God's love is, is like the father who welcomes him in. One of the ways that I tried to like look at it from a different way is remove God from the entire parable. People are like, oh my gosh, can you remove God from that? No, hang on. This isn't like public school. What, what I'm saying is that just move God up above the story and maybe it's God's love that allows the father to love the way he does, but mm-hmm. don't make that father be God. Mm-hmm. And so here's, here's what that allows me to do. That allows me to wonder... What kind of insecurities was going through the father's head as his son was far away? Mm-hmm. So was the dad wondering where he failed as a father? Because if we put God in that position, we don't ask that question. Yeah. But for the dad that may read the prodigal son, he may go, I can relate to when someone asks me, where, what's your kid up to? Yeah. And they're off somewhere. It's like, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in yeah, years. Yeah. And that, in, and, that insecurity yeah, or that issue or what you wrestle with. Or, or another question that I, would, I was asking was... What what was did the father maybe actually fail the older brother because he was so worried about the younger brother? Mm-hmm. Maybe the father had some responsibility in the brokenness in in the uh, the relationship with the older father. Maybe, mm-hmm. I mean the older brother. Maybe it wasn't all his fault. And so, anyways, that that allows us to like to ask questions and and allow God to to work and speak through different scenarios. And and one approach that I may have to a parable may be completely different later. And so, there's all these different angles. And so, remember, I said don't make it all an allegory. Don't press everyone mm-hmm. into a character or anything like that. Um, but let me give the definition one more time. I unpacked it last time in the. The first episode, so you'll have to go back and listen to that. But um, quickly, a parable is a narrative metaphor drawn from nature or common life, which arrests the hearer by its vividness or strangeness and leaves the mind in sufficient doubt about its precise interpretation or application to tease it into active thought, even to the point of altering one's worldview. Mm-hmm. Big definition, yeah, but it makes sense as we think about parables, right? Definitely. I wonder. I would have. It would be interesting to hear someone who was hearing this from Jesus directly. Yeah. At what their initial thought was, just like we're doing. Yeah. But back then, and yeah. then, um, in the context of, oh my gosh, this is Jesus <laughs> telling me the story. But, and then when they walk away, and then still just chew on it for yeah. hours and days and yeah. and weeks. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, I think so too. And I think I think uh, like don't get me wrong, I think there's some core truths to par- some to these parables, right? Yeah. Like I think there's a there's some themes that we can go, yeah, that's what this is about, mm-hmm. right? But to like really cover every angle, I don't think they're ever intended to do that. And here's why, because that person that walks away, these parables were meant and and all of the teaching from any rabbi to students was meant to be told in a way that they could repeat it, remember it and tell it over and over Mm -hmm. again. And so, yeah, once it's told over and over again or they remember it, if they counter a situation, maybe that parable speaks to them in a different way than it ever did before. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's huge. So let's go back or two forward to the parable of the talent. 
Yeah. So just just kind of an overview, the parable of talents. So if you were in the vine a couple of weeks ago, it's been some time since you've heard that message. You, you uh, We weren't able to record that and put that on. So I almost said you told you to go back and listen oh, that's to the podcast. Right. But, yep. um, so let me give you a little bit more of a detail overview. The parable of talents, one that is not as well known. It's mm-hmm. not preached as often. Some people, if they spent considerable amount of time in church, would would know what parable I'm talking about. But in this parable, there's a, a master or slave owner. He's about to leave town for an extended period of time. He calls together three of his servants or slaves. He gives to them amounts of gold uh, or called talents, which mm-hmm. is a which is an actual numerical value of gold. And so to one, he gives five talents. To one, he gives two talents. And to another one, he gives one talent. And so then he leaves on his big trip and he comes back and the person with five took it invested it and doubled it so uh, good return on investment he brings back 10 uh, 10 total yeah so five extra and and gives it to to the master servant the master servant says or the master says uh, well done good and faithful servant you've been faithful with a few things and and I'll give you more the person with two does the same thing doubles it comes back with four he says the same thing in response mm-hmm. to him and then the sad one uh, the the third one comes back and he had taken the the one talent and had buried it and he just returns to him with the same thing and so the response to him is actually very harsh and drastic yeah it's uh you're getting cast out of the party um we're gonna while these two enjoy my happiness is actually in the scripture the greek word is party or feast mm-hmm. uh you will be cast outside and where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and so there's a there's an eternal judgment aspect that's to the story maybe that's why preachers kind of stay away from it unless they're in certain <laughs> yeah. beliefs or theological bents or denominations or whatever mm-hmm. um it's about money, so we kind of eh, we get, well. It, it looks like it's about money, like right? It, so, right. so we kind of get worried about that. Um, so, anyways, there's a lot of questions that go on here. Uh, one of the things that I want us to look at again about the allegory is to is you look at the story and you go, okay, well, who's God in this? Yeah. And what's the message that, that Jesus is trying to tell? Well, you don't make God one of the other servants. That's weird, right? So you very quickly want to make God the master, mm-hmm. but now you're making you're equating God to a slave owner. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not good good uh, yeah, theology, right? Not. Like that probably yeah, misses probably. the mark. And so, anyways, we want to start asking questions about what's going on and what's happening in the story. Um, it seems like it's a, a message of of uh, what do you do with what you got. Mm-hmm. that what you're given and so some of those themes come out of that um, but anyways it's a really intriguing parable I really thought when I heard this um, the other day that just removing myself from ever having heard this and maybe I haven't um, I really thought this was going to be one of those TV sitcom family uh, dads that see everybody sitting around the living room and dad's like well you tried hard you brought back that one bag of gold at yeah. least you didn't you know, spend it all and you have nothing to show for yeah, it. So yeah. good job, you know, yeah. ruffle the hair and yeah. send you, go on, go, on, go yeah. to bed, uh, you know, clean up for, for, for bed. But, um, or like, what, what did we learn? You know, like, yeah, well, yeah. what was your lesson here? That's yeah. what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. And boy, you know, that's not what the, yeah, the it wasn't, was it wrong. wasn't a, uh, leave it to beaver episode. Bingo. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> that's exactly it. Was, it. I don't know why I was the first thing came to It was a perfect answer. Okay. Yes, good job. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure you haven't seen all those episodes. Uh, I've dude, I, yeah, no, yeah, maybe I think there was a remake movie later maybe that's all i can remember stop talking that's not i don't like that at all i don't hear this 
I mean, I, I, I'm, I wasn't alive when the originals came out. Oh, but that's I've good. Seen that's them a good in, like, thing. They're fir- like one time removed. Like, hey, this is a repeat. Okay. Well, then you can't be that mad at me. Not too mad. Yeah. But, well, when you immediately go to that 80s, just forget it. It was it. a really bad remake. It was horrible. That makes me feel yeah. better. Yeah. So, uh, so you've already said this parable is not about money. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it can not? be. It, like it, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. Right. So that's again one of the the layers that you could peel away and say, well, let's just talk about just because the gold is being exchanged, or, yeah. like, and that's and, and it's about money does not mean that this is like this should be the first text that we preach in stewardship campaigns. The moral of this is spend money good. Is yeah, what yeah, you're, yeah, or okay. invest into God's kingdom with your money. Yeah. Uh, and you'll go to heaven. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, right. Uh, so that it doesn't have to be about that. But that's kind of our. That's kind of the first thing we go to because there's money in the story. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I would say I would say no. Don't restrict yourself to to it being about finances. Okay. So you alluded to the fact that uh, we can we can look at it from different angles and and maybe identify with the different uh, players in this story. Yeah. So So yeah. what's what are some of the questions that is it the listener and I should think about? about yeah. This? So, so I, w- what I would do if I were you uh, or the student is, is, as you come to a parable, start asking questions. Okay. Right. And so let, let's learn what that looks like a little bit. Let's yes. talk about that. So there's a lot of questions like why, um, why, why is it a slave owner and slaves that Jesus uses to tell a story? Okay. Like, question. Yeah, that's that's a question we should ask. Why? Um, and I guess we can answer some of these as we go. Well, I think it was a common it was a common construct in the society, so mm-hmm. they would understand it. The relationship makes sense, and it was known that uh, slave owners would give slaves managerial roles and responsibilities, mm-hmm. and so this makes sense to the hearers. They would hear that and go, "Okay, this is something I understand." Okay, yeah. Uh, if you talk about like uh, if if Jesus all, all of a sudden starts to talk about like. Um, I don't know, like uh, well, you're the si- stock market. Yeah, they're not going to understand. Like you're, if, you, if you're using exactly. some kind of construct that they don't understand, then it's going to be difficult. And you're saying that these uh, worker slaves would; these people were clearly entrusted with like a lot of money. Yeah. So they were they were well they were respected, you know, to a degree, and yeah, yeah. that they were they're, trusted. Yeah, they're at least trusted in some way. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you know, you're. You're a good guy. I'm going to let you take care of this. You're not so much. I'm going to give you a little less, but you know yeah. you're still. And then comes back and says you're a good, faithful servant. So that's yeah. So other questions: How much money is that? Right. So you should ask that question, question while you're reading. What it. is that in today's dollars? Uh, yeah. Like, well, you should ask those kind of questions. <laughs> it's uh, they think scholars say that a talent is like 20 years minimum wage, labor oh laborer's wage. So okay. it's a lot, of, a lot of gold. Mm-hmm. Why does Jesus use such an exorbitant amount of money mm-hmm. in the story? Why? One of the things that I was wondering is, did the master know that the third person was not going to mm, yeah. invest because he gives him the lowest amount? Like, did he already know before that? Yeah. I'm you know? thinking, which is not great uh, radio, but did he say, okay, I'm going to just test this guy? Yeah. Because well, I think he's probably a, a dummy. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the answer to that, yeah, but these are questions that we, should, that we should raise. Why then... Also, why uh, one of the things that I was really came out of my sermon or I was wrestling with is the person who takes fi- the five talents and comes back with five more and he gets one answer. And the person that has two 
and he comes back mm-hmm. with two more he gets the exact same answer and so the ant it's not about the amount that comes back it's about what is put in and so if they put in everything mm-hmm. and they uh basically they participate so i likened it to pass fail it's a pass fail class mm-hmm. Uh, then they are well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with some, I'll give you more. Yeah. You know, like that. they both have that answer. And then for the person who gains nothing, even though the other person only gained a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? The middle person only gains a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, two extra. Yeah, yeah. and so um, that's it's interesting to me. Yeah. Some other questions that I had fun with. Uh, why, what, what happened in the third person's past that caused him to be afraid to do anything? Sure. Too afraid to act. Like we've, we, you've heard of like maybe your grandparents or great grandparents or somebody lived through the Great Depression and it's like they had. So they keep everything in their mattress, right? Exactly. You know, and like they never uh, left food on their plate, you know, because they've, like, they know what it's like to be without complete food. So they always ate everything. So yeah, maybe this guy's been through something like who knows? Yeah. Well, like um, one, I wouldn't. One, one set of grandparents, maybe not so much, but another set of grandparents, they would not tip at all. Like, they were just very cheap about everything. They were not, like, they were very sure. gracious in the way that they, they gave, but they went through really hard times. And mm-hmm. so what they had, they they kept, they yeah. held on to. Yeah. They were very good to their family and stuff like that. But, like, anyways, you, 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 get, you get my drift where I'm yeah. going. And so what caused them to be that way? What causes us to live our life in a way that we're scared to lose it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... I think of people that have really damaged backgrounds or I was talking to somebody today who went through a really traumatic event and like it's hard for that person to to trust people now and it's hard hard to be able to let people in and so you know those kind of those kind of things I wonder like what led to him so I started to ask those questions started to feel sorry for him because the end is really drastic I'm like golly yeah couldn't we have just taught him a lesson a little bit? You yeah, know, what's like, this, I mean, let's, let's give this, yeah, this guy a little bit of slack. Yeah. I mean, he was given 20 years worth of gold. Yeah. And he didn't lose any of it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty That's minimal. not a terrible day. You no. know, like that's an okay day. <laughs> that dude's the safest bet that yeah, you know, that's the, right. the master had. That's right. So, Golly, so yeah, yeah. This guy. Why, why is that? And I think um, as we start to ask those questions, we might be able to start getting to some places where God can encourage us and challenge us. All right, so let's, some, there's some of the let's questions. identify those. Let's, so what, are, what can we take away from this story so, that we can apply so you can take. I think you can take away a lot of things, but one of the things I focused on was um, that God's not a God of bare minimums. So like one of the illustrations that I used is when, when we bought a house, I realized quickly that we didn't have enough, very many, very mm. much money. Yeah. And uh, so we had to do an FHA loan, first time homeowners, right? And so mm-hmm. we were able to thank God for that. Um, and so when we didn't have enough 20% to put down, then it, I, I began to realize it didn't make sense to put any more than the bare minimum. So I told my mortgage yeah. guy, I said, what's the bare minimum amount of money that to put down and then what is what what do Lauren and I do every month we mm-hmm. make a minimum payment right because mm-hmm. we got other stuff we're dealing with and so we make these minimum payments in hopes that at some point uh, we own the house right like right. that's that's kind of the hope <laughs> and that it doesn't like kill us in the process and so that's that's all fine and good in the in the housing market but I think we do that with our faith. Yeah. I think that what that's what God's challenging us is we do the bare minimum and if we really want to press this metaphor, we do the bare minimum to come forward and and come to the cross and whatever that means yeah. 
And then we make these bare minimum payments every now and then. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we're trying to earn our way into some kind of party, some kind of like eternal destiny. And and we treat faith or religion in that kind of way. And what we're missing out on is everything that God has for us in the process. And the paradox of the Christian calling, I think, is that when we give everything, God gives us everything yeah. that we have full joy and full. We we're, we have that full feast. He says the master in the story says, "Come and enjoy my happiness." And again, that is a, a Greek word for for feast or party mm-hmm. or banquet or whatever's going on. And so we actually get to enjoy the fullness of God as we lay down everything, as we invest it all. And so the challenge is: is how are we living, uh, not at bare minimum, but how are we living in a in an exorbitant and a lavish and a let's put it all down. And the other thing is let's realize that it's not about who got what and how much. It's that they got some and they got a lot, right? Mm -hmm. They all got a lot. And he said, I trust you with a little, but I'm going to give you a lot. And it's like, wait a minute, 20 years worth of pay is is a little in this example? Whoa, okay. And so with the person that's sitting around going, "Uh, well, I, I got dealt a small hand. Right. That... Is that really the case, or or are we looking at the glass half mm-hmm. half empty? You know, like do we need to change our perspective to actually see that God's given us incredible um, opportunities for relationship and for love and for creating and for joy and all all of those things, mm-hmm. right? A change in perspective is kind of kind of what's needed because what God's God's not trying to tell us to to uh, do a little, you know, ditty, a little dance and and entertain him by trying to amass all of these good (laughs) things that we do in our life. What he's saying is, is that if you will just invest into others and if you will be a part of my kingdom agenda by getting in line with what, what I want to do in the world, then I'm going to give you more than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not about money. That's about life. It's about how, how we sow and pour into others. Welcome back. Welcome back to part two. Part of two. This episode. Here part we are. The number, but the important thing 60 is sixty something. Sixty one. It sounds familiar. Let me move my little screen here. So we're back, and we are going to continue now with the prodigal son. That's right. The Good Samaritan. Did I get right? I'm just kidding. Stop it's it. the prodigal son. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. It is the prodigal. You got it right. Yes. No, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're on your own this episode. You can't. You control all of the technology. That's true. So let's let's give me give us a quick overview. overview. If you didn't hear the sermon, go back and listen to Terrible. it. Boom. We do have Oh, that. you want more of an overview? Yeah. Yes, okay, so uh Which well prod- we know most people know the prodigal story. So the, the younger brother asked for all his inheritance, leaves home, goes off to Vegas yep. or somewhere. Gehanna. Yeah. Gehanna. <laughs> so that's that's a good Bible nerd reference right there. Thank well you. What's a callback for this? Sep- this Maybe sep- that's where he's going if he doesn't come home. Yeah, they definitely to Gehenna. If you don't know what that means, well, uh, go back to episode. Email us for bonus if you know what we yes. just referenced. Okay. So, anyways, I, uh, I can already think of one person that's going to do that and take a lot of joy. And I can't wait. You tell me when it's over. Yeah. All right. And so uh, goes off to Vegas, ruins, uh, spoils all of his inheritance, is working on a pig farm. Or in the Seven Eleven or something in Vegas in Nevada, yeah. and is craving like uh, fruit roll-ups for food. <laughs> this is the John Wayne International version. 
and uh, realizes that if he was at home, he could at least be eating what the servants eat, which is like a warm meal. Yeah. You know, something that's nutrition, like has nutrition in it that's like, I don't know, oatmeal and some vegetables or something. I don't know. I'm thinking of the salad meal that I'm about <laughs> oh, to have. Oh, the salad meal you're about to have. Yeah. Oh, it's a so salad, at least no my meat? servants can have salad. Yeah. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Now I hope your family doesn't I am listen to in this. Trouble. Yeah, um, and so oh what we just edit, we lost audio for yeah, this one. Yeah, so Sorry. so he goes back, he goes back, and he rehearses his story all the way, and of course God's uh, God's love is on display throughout the story in some yeah. really interesting ways. The father uh, runs out, meets, meets him in the road, clothes him in the best clothing, puts the the signet, the ring, on his finger. Um, kills the fattened calf goes and makes the best porterhouse steaks you've mm-hmm. ever seen um and throws a party there's this big party and so it's a story of of love and grace and and all of that and so we were kind of we were wrestling with it. we tried to take a different perspective on things but uh of course you have the older brother that's out in the field he's a little ticked off because homeboy took actually part of probably his yeah, inheritance exactly. Uh, spoiled it while he's been working and slaving and helping the family business and here comes the brother he just shows up when he needs something mm-hmm. and dad's gonna throw a party and so he's mad and so that there you go that's mm-hmm. I don't know that's a weird version of it that's good I w- everyone could have heard the podcast the uh, sermon by now so yeah that's <laughs> that was a nice little <laughs> recap I appreciate that yeah so um, I, I was just handed this question John Wayne what is sin oh okay that's that's good um, <laughs> no I, really but that was seriously like um, why did you challenge us with that? <laughs> yeah. Is our next topic. Bad, se- bad segue. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, so um, probably what I should have done on the intro part is, so the perspective we took on this message was to look at the sin that breaks all of the relationships in the story. Ah, uh, okay. And so the younger brother makes a decision, and that decision has ripple effects. Mm-hmm. Um, it breaks a relationship with the father, it breaks the relationship with the older brother. Oh, yeah, it, sure. It breaks his relationship with God. I mean, individually, mm-hmm. he finds himself in a place where he never should have been. And so he's lost and alone and probably doubts and has shame and guilt and all of those things. And so um, maybe the, I think even uh, even breaks the relationship between the father and the older brother. And they didn't even do anything. They yeah. weren't even the ones that caused the initial action. Um, it causes the older brother to, I think, act sinfully towards his father and his, his brother as mm-hmm. well. And so this ripple effects all over the place. And so the, one of the ways that we looked at sin and, and what's fascinating for me this week was I actually saw Genesis 3, the fall, Adam and Eve, the way that sin entered that story and kind of um, twisted everything around everything. and yeah. broke all the relationships. Mm-hmm. Adam... Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam is hiding from uh, Eve in the garden, and uh, like all of those things get messed up in that place, and, and it's because sin has kind of altered and changed things. And, and so then you take that and see the way it happens. And so sin, as we talked about, is those times when we choose ourselves over God, or we choose ourselves over other people, mm-hmm. when we are self-centered and pursue temporary fixes and satisfactions and all of those things. And we see that play out in both of those stories in Genesis 3 and also in Luke 15 and the mm-hmm. prodigal son. So um, you... <laughs> You, you even made a point during the sermon, I believe, saying, hey, uh, I'm going to cover up to this point 
of this prodigal, but I'm not going to finish. You know, you basically you got the part where um, the son comes home, but then what happened? You know, right? So yeah. it, it it wasn't a complete story. So what was your kind of motivate or your uh, your, yeah. your motivation for for doing telling half the story right yeah, for, yeah. Of the, for this parable? Yeah. So. Um well, part of it is I was part of this led uh, to be completely honest about how how God kind of worked in this message. I was preparing for UM Army, and so this message I delivered at UM Army, and so one of the things that we were okay. talking about mm-hmm. is in relationship was the major theme. Okay, and so uh, we landed on doing the prodigal son for another topic, mm-hmm. and it was like how God restores us and relationships, but what was missing was how sin breaks the relationships. And Mm. I was thinking about like Genesis three and like how it looks. And then God just kind of said, you know, look at the prodigal again, sin fractures everything and God's the one who restores it. And so before we can look at how God restores relationships, we have to acknowledge that sin has broken them. Mm -hmm. And so really as, as we talked about that and delivered that during you Marmy, I felt like, for families and people gathered in the vine, this would be a message that needed to be heard, is it, it takes acknowledging that relationships are broken or that there's individual hurt or pain. It takes bringing to the surface the ugly or hurt or difficulty before we can be healed by God. And so I really wanted to focus on only half of that story Mm -hmm. because I felt like where we were going in the vine, there needed to be some really, we we talk about that, that lavish love of God all the time. But I think too often we just try to band-aid the grace over the hurt instead of bringing the hurt to the top so that God might heal it Mm -hmm. and and truly um, bring some transformation in that place. So, that's that's why I kind of focused on the relationship so we can see that play out because I think that we are sometimes blind to the to our ability to choose ourselves over those that are around us. Those that we love, we do that unfortunately too often and those that we have a hard time loving, we do it all mm-hmm. the time. So I think this one this is probably a more relatable parable than the one with the talents. Yeah. that we just talked about because probably every one of us has had a relationship a family relationship go sour or just have a rough patch right and maybe that rough patch has been forever as far back as you can remember right but then what you just said is okay okay let's let's put ourselves in the role of these characters yeah and how do we a react to the other events you know how do we react to the younger brother coming home or uh, we're the father. We're the father. How do we? How do we react yeah. to our son yeah. coming back? And so I think this one is a lot more. There's a lot more here that that we can immediately yeah, we, we kind of yeah. relate. And I even and and if you were with us Sunday, I shared some of those parts that I felt very much so in my story and about how I can relate to that. And so um, yeah, but the issue is, is I think, and we talk about this all the time is that we do not allow people into the deepest, darkest parts of us. And so if we don't even share that with people that we cl- we're close to, mm-hmm. then then uh, God can heal those things, but I don't think God is likely to heal those things unless we'll be honest where we're at. Yeah. Like God asks us to partner with him in that. And so it's part of bringing up that place of hurt and pain and acknowledging it that God is able to heal. 
Um, and, and we do that in community and, and things like that. But if we, if no one knows us and no one knows some of that pain, or we've, we've just chosen to ignore the fact that we were hurt or chosen to ignore the fact that we really hurt people. Yeah. That, 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 uh, is an obstacle. Or we never address it like the two brothers. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. can, how can, they... how long do they go on? Yeah. Like that, you know? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Good story, Jesus. Yeah. Good story, go. Jesus. It's still working, bro. I love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I just called Jesus, bro. Yeah. All right, so we still haven't talked about the party, the, the, how the story ends yeah. in, in this parable. Um, is was that intentional? Are you doing that on purpose, or are you just you don't have a good answer for it, or <laughs> or are you going to at least tell us now? Uh, That's what. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. I missed that last part. Of <laughs> so that day of class. is there more? Did I not cover it? No. Um, so yeah, it was intentional um, for for several reasons. One, one of the beautiful things of a parable is that I believe. I believe they're told in such a way that for a lot of them, they're open-ended and they don't give all the answers at the end. Mm -hmm. So we don't know that the, we don't know if the older brother ever goes into the party. He might not have gone. Yeah. Yeah, Good call. We don't know uh, what the party was like. We don't know who was at the party. Mm -hmm. We don't know if the younger brother ever fully embraced that. Like what if he's just clothed in this, walked into a party and then goes, I'm just back for some more cash. I was just thinking I'm out of here. that movie Parenthood. Yeah, that it's the same way. He's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm here," and, the, and oh my gosh, this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, but like the dad's like welcomes him in. And he's like, "I really just need some more money." And yeah, he takes off, and the dad gives it to him. Yeah. So yeah. is that? Yeah. So like, what what is it? And and the reason why is because I think God gives us the ink to be able to pen the rest mm. of our story, oh. to be able to write that part of it. Like okay. I don't think He wants to flesh all of that out. And so that is why I kind of left it hanging because mm-hmm. I wanted, and again, remember, parables sometimes give us more questions than answers. Yeah. And so I didn't want to give too many answers this week because I think in acknowledging the healing, it, the place where we need healing, God is going to heal Jason uniquely mm-hmm. in, in the way that he's going to encourage me. Maybe you're dealing with some deep pain uh, because someone really hurt you. And maybe I'm walking through something where I really messed up with my brother or my friend or something mm-hmm. like that, or got a broken marriage or something's going on. And so I believe that those, even the two characters are different from each other so that we can wonder from those different perspectives about how it ends up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think, uh, yeah, I wanted to leave it kind of open-ended. Now you know the story because everyone's like, how come we didn't talk about it? Like everyone knows yeah, that exactly. there's a party there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so the challenge is is don't stay, don't stay outside the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, go into it. I think we'll be surprised by who's at the party. I think for some of us that have been grumpy about who's been invited to the party and where we can get so judgmental about who's in church and we get really religious and blah, 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 because this, this story is told in front of all the religious people of a time Mm -hmm. and they're going to be ticked off about this because Jewish uh, tradition doesn't have the younger brother getting the inheritance and all all of that stuff plays into this and so uh, there's a lot of different things we can do here and I I really wanted us to wrestle with that on our own. Maybe the little brother brought all his friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would be awkward. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Cool. All right. so next week we are doing uh, what is this week? I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching this week. We've already done Good Samaritan. <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's done. I'm not preaching this week, so oh. I can't remember what it is. Okay. 
uh, next week. We'll all be surprised then. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Nice I'm, treat. Yeah. More parables for the next several weeks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, this was a good, uh, crazy experience as I knew it would be when we sat down for this. So yeah, uh, I think I, I definitely got a lot of that and um, have like you planned more questions and answers. So yeah, I hope uh, you all will join us here next time. Yep. Yeah, thanks folks for listening. We love you. Praying for you always. All right, Talk care. to you soon. Bye. Bye.